Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live in a more occupational, functional, independent way through the lens of an occupational therapist. I told you this season we're doing different methods, different manners, different tips, advice and suggestions from my own life. How life can be more independent, more functional for you, more easy in some ways, just with some hacks and some ideas that we do in our own house and in our own lives, trying to take the show a little bit differently this season in season four, a little bit of a different direction day by day. So we talked about the love of writing, the love of reading, the love of library, the love of many different things. Last night we talked about the love of food. How wonderful food is, and today, tonight, I want to talk about for the love of kitchen appliances. Baruch Hashem, thank God, thank God. I told you on the show last year, we were able to, Baruch Hashem, thank God, redo our kitchen. Not because we have money or anything, but it was really a necessity. We moved into the house, and it was a very bad state, very bad condition. And, and over time, we just had to figure out a way with a lot, a lot of help to try to figure it out. So when we did that, we figured, what could we do to make our lives a little more simple, a little more independent, a little more functional? How can we go about to make cooking more enjoyable and more functional in the kitchen we have now? So when we were designing it, we were thinking of it with our wonderful kitchen designer from Enterprise Wood Products. I highly recommend him. He's amazing. If you think about how to lay out the kitchen, you can do it in such a way. There's the idea of the triangle from the stove to the sink to the fridge and i forget the other products to the dishwasher but we couldn't really do the triangle idea but what we could do is we could lay it out so if you could picture in your mind our kitchen again is like a 12 by 12 between 10 to 12 feet by 10 to 12 feet ish i always debate how much to measure but let's say if we're really generous it's 12 by 12 and we're a little skimpy it's 10 by 10 really it's somewhere closer to 11 or 12 by 12 but regardless it's a square in this square, you walk into the room. To your left is a long counter. It's um, it's a, uh, it's um, we don't have an island. We have a peninsula, so that's right immediately to the left. That goes all the way to the left to the wall. The counter has four seats, four stools for us and the kids to sit at. That's part of our our fleshik, our meat situation. And then it curves a little to the right, and that goes to the door. So we have a big L for meat. And that's to the left. And when you look ahead, immediately in front of you is the basement door. And then there's the kit. And then there's the fridge. And next to the fridge, there's a little, a little side, a little corner, a little, little, little L, I would say, for dairy. Next to that, we have two sinks. And next to the sink, we have a little spot in between the oven and the double sink to, to also use for meat. So we have a little bit of dairy. I call it a third or a quarter. And then two-thirds or three-quarters is the meat. So that's the layout of it. When you think about kitchen appliances, what are the main kitchen appliances in your house? You have the dishwasher, usually. You have the oven. A lot of people have microwaves. You have the fridge and and that's and the stove top, usually. That's what we usually have. So in the previous kitchen, we had the toaster oven. The toaster oven is a wonderful, wonderful invention. My problem with it is not its capabilities. It's not what you can do with it. It's how much space it takes up. The counter space is like the golden real estate of the kitchen. How much room do you have to actually work with? How much room do you have to prepare with on top of the counters? When you use a toaster oven, even though I loved it, and when we lived in the city, when we lived in one of the, the areas of the city, 
we weren't in the suburbs and we had a very, very small kitchen. It was a rectangle. They give us a tiny bit of counter space, literally a tiny bit for dairy, tiny bit for meat. We used it. And then the other side, we put shelves and, and on those shelves, we had the toaster oven and the microwave. It was very tight, very claustrophobic. So when we, when we tried to arrange the new situation with the help of the designer, we wanted to lay it out in a way that we don't have that toaster oven anymore. We gave it away. We gave it to someone else who could use it. It had a lot of good years with us, but it was not functional for us. And it was already many years and, and it was dirty and grimy and, and it wasn't it wasn't functional for us. It was a great product, but there had to be a solution. So we're looking at the at the, the gate above the oven. We kept the oven from because it was a fully functioning oven. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? That's the main phrase in life. If it's not broken, don't throw it away. So we're going to keep the oven, and the oven, our oven is electric. Everything in the house is electric. We don't have gas. We have oil for heat, and we have electric for everything else, including the washer-dryer, which, God willing, we'll talk about another day. But the oven itself was really, I like the oven. So it has the, the four burners on top. On the two left, we use for dairy. The two right, we use for meat. So that was good. But above that, you have that space. What am I going to do with it? So when, when, when I was thinking what to do with it, my wife and I were thinking what to do with it. I called up um, Best Buy or, or Hampton Appliance, the people over here where we got our chest freezer from, which we'll talk about also in the washer dryer. I said, do you have a microwave that I could put above the oven? And he said, and, and then I also asked him, do you have any double ovens? Because I was thinking about the idea, even though the oven is really good, maybe we should replace it with a double. And he said, why replace the double oven? And why just get a microwave? Do you know that there's this great product called the microwave convection oven? And he explained to me that it's an oven that doubles as a microwave, which really means you're getting a second oven, but in the size of a microwave. And I said to myself, that is brilliant. I've never thought of such a great concept. I never would have thought of it. And I said, you literally saved me like $1,000 because if I went for a double oven, it would have been $1,500. And the second oven they give you a lot of times is really not that big, not much bigger than the microwave convection oven anyway. And I have the space above the oven. So I looked into it. I found a really good one. Of course, it was a couple of hundred, but in the grand scheme of things, it was well worth the price. And it matches so nicely to the oven. We have a white theme. The top cabinets are white. The bottom cabinets are like a brownish, a light brownish. We figured if the kids are going to be crazy, at least let the bottom be a little less noticeable. And the contrast is like a really cool thing people do. So the kitchen is like offsetting themes of this lightish brown with white. So like we painted white and then the cabinets on the bottom are brown. And then under the under the countertop, the, the peninsula is brown. And then around the doorway is brown. And then the door itself is white. So it's really cool contrast. So we figure this Microsoft... Not Microsoft, excuse me. The microwave convection oven is really a brilliant idea because I could use it for an oven and I could use it for a microwave. And this way I freed up counter space. I don't have to have a second microwave on the counter. The The dairy is, is really the top oven we really use for dairy and it's also a microwave. We really use it for dairy. And the bottom oven we try, 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 unless we're making a lot, a lot of food, we try the bottom one to be meat or fleshic and that's how it is in the jewish life you have to have meat stuff and dairy stuff and if you're going to use it for meat and dairy you got to wait a day in between or so among many other different formats of how to go about things so that's how we figured out how to do that and we stay we store the microwave the meat microwave for meat stuff underneath that that uh, peninsula i told you about there's a nice little cabinet that we put down there of course the kids already finagled one of the handles so it's not great what are you going to do? You buy things, kids ruin it. What are you going to do? 
But you try your best and you do your best. Anyway, so under there we store the microwave. I usually take it out once or so a week. And that's what I use to, to zap stuff to make that kugel special pie for the Sabbath. And that microwave convection oven is probably one of my favorite features in, in our entire kitchen. If you never heard of it, I'm telling you, it's an amazing space saver. It's a lifesaver. It's very cool. It's from Whirlpool. It's like touch. has a lot of features. And I didn't even have to read the manual. Within a day, it's like self-intuitive. Very cool. The oven itself also, they have so many features, these ovens. And a lot of them come with lights. And if you're Sabbath observant like myself and my family, you have to worry about the lights and the fridges and the like. But there are ways to go around it. The oven has a big feature and a broil feature. If you're making steak or lamb chops, my lo- my wife loves steak and lamb chops. If you're doing that, the broil feature is amazing. As per the instructions of family, we broil it on high for for like 8 minutes and then on low for 10 minutes. And then we flip it over and then we broil it for high in 10 minutes and then low for 8 minutes. We can make a whole cookbook if you want. Broil feature is amazing. Baking feature is amazing. And you got to preheat it. Those 10 minutes to preheat is usually golden. Other ovens have different features. Some have Sabbath features. But for us, the other product we use a lot is something called a hot plate. In the Jewish tradition, yes, you're not allowed to cook on the Sabbath or the festival. I mean, festivals, technically you can. But what we do is we usually prepare everything beforehand and then we heat it up. On a regular Sabbath, we'll make that chicken soup and then we'll keep it on the burner till right before the Sabbath, but right before we light the candles to bring in the Sabbath and then it's hot enough to eat the soup. The next day, we'll usually use a crock pot. I don't know if you've heard of crock pot. It's an amazing product also. And there's low, high, and some have medium, some have warm settings. I like to use low, and I let it cook for a a whole day. This chillin' idea is an amazing concept where you throw in... We used to do rice, and we used to do beans and barley. We switched to quinoa. It's much healthier. So the base is quinoa. We spice it up with ketchup and mustard, garlic powder, onion powder, salt, pepper, paprika, chili powder... And then we put some garlic cubes in, frozen garlic cubes, which are amazing. And then we put in the onions. I cut up onions. I cut up potatoes. And then I also put in uh, chopped meat we get from our local kosher supermarket. And then we let it sit for a day. And it is the most delicious concoction. And you use it in a crock pot, a very simple way to make food. So we love the hot plate. That's good. We plug it in. It's on a timer. And it turns on. And it heats up the food by itself indirectly. We also love the urn that heats up the water. You could plug it in. And then it just keeps it warm for over a day. And then uh, the the also some people have what's called a plata. It's like a plate if you have a gas oven and you have a flame. It's like a hot sheet that goes on top of it. But besides for that, there are also very cool things. The fridge itself we love also. We don't have the space for a side-by-side. We have an exact cutout. The fridge like slides into this beautiful cutout right next to the door made exactly for the dimension. It's like a 30-inch wide fridge. And it has the freezer on top, the fridge on the bottom. I figured one day maybe we'll switch to the freezer on the bottom and the fridge on top because ergonomically, economically, it's better for the back because freezer, you go into less than the fridge. But we're not there yet. We also have the chest freezer, which is right next to the kitchen downstairs with the washer dryer. We're going to talk about that more another day. But you think about other appliances that could really make your life easier in the kitchen. You have these grills, outdoor barbecues. You could do it indoors. Some of them are electronic. We were thinking of getting of... Of course, some of them are gas. The microwave itself is an amazing invention also. We use it all the time for dairy and for meat. We have the different microwaves to make life easier. You have the the George Foreman grills we used to use all the time when we lived in the city areas before the suburbs. The electric kettle we love to use also heats up the water and and we make oatmeal that way or or we make our hot chocolates or a coffee. Then espresso machine my wife loves. We put in the pod and then you put water in and it goes boom and then you get that instant coffee tastes like a real espresso i add some milk i add some whipped cream i add some cinnamon on top 
And then you have the crock, the, we talk about all these things. A dishwasher is an amazing invention. I used to have to wash dishes in the city areas. I hated that dishwasher. Now we use for our meat dishes because that's what we usually have a lot more of. In recent months, because of the pandemic, we haven't had to use it so much. But there's also a spiralizer, which makes manually or electronically makes things into spiral shapes. And there's the air fryer. We just got on Prime Day the other day. Just really cool things like a panini maker, George Foreman grill. All these different products are really cool around the house. And if you figure out ways, you finagle ways, it can really make your life easier in terms of for the love of the kitchen, for the love of kitchen appliances. All you have to do is figure out hacking ways to make things done. I also figure out when I do the dinner in a box, the J-Shev, like last night and God willing tonight, if you look at the recipes, even if they call for stovetop, you could throw it in the baker, you could throw it in the oven. Also, if you do it in different ways, these different appliances could really help you. And that's why we're thinking about the air fryer. We're going to try it out because these are different ways to go about it. It's all about how to make life more functional, more independent in your own life. And if you don't have some of these products, I'm not a salesman. I'm not selling things to you. I'm just telling for us what we did when we switched over trying to make the kitchen a more functional experience, a more functional place. We want it to be that we're able to do so. So hopefully it's helpful for you. Join us next time as we talk about for the love of your home, how to personalize your home with different ideas and products that we've seen here on OT Talk with Mr. T. And now I'm your host, Mr. T.